Good morning. This is Henry Harris. Welcome to the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today, fear, a case study. But first, let's take a look, overview style, of what we mean when we talk about the spiritual foundations of mental health. We're talking about the simple truth that all of us are living inside of a single, simple source. Our experience, moment to moment, looks like it's kind of being shaped from all corners and all kind of uh, events and circumstances. There's all kinds of powerful entities and, and phenomena that are impacting us, shaping our feelings, affecting us, um, inspiring us, depressing us, stressing us. And that's how it looks to me quite regularly. Um, a difficult interaction with a loved one um, or my own kind of uh, inability to follow through on a commitment that I've made or um, difficult news about something or other. All of these things seem to feel like they are actual causes. I'm taking a pulse regularly. I know a lot of people who are taking a pulse regularly. How am I feeling? Whether they're fully conscious of it or not, we are, we are continually taking a, an emotional pulse. How am I doing? How am I feeling? Uh, it's just kind of human and normal to do that, to be aware, to be conscious of how am I feeling. And then equally as kind of unawarely, uh, unconsciously, it's possible that we then think to ourselves, well, where is this coming from? What's, what's accounting for that? And then we find our salute. We find our options. We find our answers as to where those feelings are coming from. All the good aforementioned uh, examples. Uh, they could also be events and examples that are from our past. I feel this way because of this type of uh, conflict that I had in the past, or this kind of disappointment that I, this failure, or, or uh, all kinds of things. Now, though, what, what's really hope, what's really happening, is that there is a spiritual foundation to all being. There is a spiritual energy that is sustaining and animating all life at all times. There is one single simple foundation. Now, the surface level, it looks like there's all kinds of things happening. There's all kinds of movement and volatility and, and things and parts and pieces. There's so much on the surface, like the surface of, of, a, of a turbulent set of waters. There's a lot of movement, a lot of all kinds of things going on. But if you peer a little bit below the surface, not very far, even just a little bit, you'll see it's 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 pretty it's pretty calm. There's a certain there's a certain foundational quality, certain reliable entity, because all of that movement is is occurring kind of on the platform of something still. And that's the same with our experience of life. We flow with energy. Everything flows with energy. There is no there is no existence independent not, nothing exists except that there isn't a continuous kind of flow of energy that animates it. And that's not just true as I like to say for the table that I'm sitting before. It's also true for the for the experience of my mo my um, my consciousness. It's like I have a screen. It's like I have a screen in my mind and there's things playing on that screen, you know, and I'm I'm kind of tuning into that screen. It's like I'm sitting in a movie theater, and when there's an action scene, I get kind of agitated. I get like my adrenaline goes up a bit. When there's a 
uh, a scary scene. I, I feel <laughs> I feel fearful. Uh, when there's a warm and fuzzy um, scene, I, I feel warm and fuzzy. Now, those are real feelings. It sounds like I'm suggesting that we're not having real feelings. But we can know something about the fact that those feelings are coming from beyond this world. They're not attributable directly to something of this world. They're coming on their own. They're coming from a spiritual source. So I'm living in a world in which there's uh, all kinds of things, all kinds of moving parts, and yet I'm recognizing and affirming the single simple truth that really the experience of everything is is um, is being shaped in one way. Now that's very powerful to see that. It doesn't mean that the idea alone will produce a, a calm or peaceful feeling inside of you. The idea is an idea. It's a truthful, logical idea. The ability to feel the effect of that idea, the truth of that idea, is like is, is created the same way everything is created. Everything is created in one way. That is that you and I are gifted with new energy, right? But the logic and the value of the truth is precious, is absolutely precious. And, and, and the good news is, is that because our nature, we are ourselves made of that kind of divine energy, our nature is to align with that simplicity. We have the capacity to engage and invest in complicated um, misunderstanding, uh, the perception that we are, in fact, dependent on all kinds of moving parts and things and people and circumstances and past and present and future. We can, it can, the world can look like that to us and we can thereby turn toward that perception. We can kind of engage that perception, lean into it and believe into it. And it will amplify. It will absolutely amplify. That's the power that we have to amplify uh, our perceptions through kind of believing them at face value. But simultaneously, we can feel our feelings and we can hold out for the truth that, okay, I'm feeling a really painful feeling right now, um, but I know something about how feelings work. I know that it can actually be the, that, the, that the traffic is the source of my feeling. Now, obviously, the feeling is a real feeling, but the stress can't get created by traffic, and we know that. We know that because we don't always feel the same way in the same circumstance. It varies. We're not static. There is a, a flow. As we begin to watch that flow, we, we begin to become disentangled from it, meaning we can have feelings, but we don't get owned by our feelings. We can have a flow of distress or worry or fear, and yet we can watch the distress, fear, and worry and, and, and recognize the tremendous opportunity of affirming the, sim the single simple truth. That's why I, this has been so liberating to me because I used to wrestle a lot with low moods. You know, the, the low moods to me were, were really a kind of a report card, a measuring stick of how well I'm doing in life. A good mood would be uh, an indication that I'm doing well. I know how to navigate life. And a low mood would be a, a kind of a low mark. It would be an indication that I'm, I'm really not doing well. Like, wow, what's wrong? I can't seem to... Um, I can't seem to kind of navigate very well. What's with me? What's with this? What's with her? What's with me? And now it, it's not like I don't care about intervening and responding to the circumstances of my life if something looks problematic. But the mood itself is not so, it's not as significant unto itself. It's 
mood is like an opportunity. You know, there's a tremendous, in, uh, in, in Jewish wisdom, we speak of the concept of, of a commandment, you know, of an opportunity to fulfill a, a powerful spiritual directive. The two central spiritual directives in Jewish wisdom are the mitzvah of emunah, the mitzvah of acknowledging the, the, the truth of the single creator. And then secondly, the, 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 um, the prohibition of, of, of ascribing power to something other than the single creator. Those are extraordinary accomplishments, and one doesn't need to feel any way in order to, to accomplish You can nail those commandments. I mean, there is really nothing on a spiritual frame of reference that's more significant than accomplishing those two uh, foundational spiritual values. You know, and so a person can stand in a, in a very strong feeling of distress or anger or jealousy or whatever it might be. And and if he can, for a glimpse, acknowledge that, okay, the feeling is that I'm feeling something, but I, I as much as I, I know that I, I know that there is a single simple source, I, I trust that this is an experience of the divine flow. In the Creator's wisdom, he saw fit to allow us to experience a flow that shows up as a warm, fuzzy, trusting feeling, and he allowed for the possibility of insecure, mistrustful, self-centered, panic feelings. Um, that's the world that he created. I see that. I see that that's the world that I live in. And I like the world I live in, I, even though it's sometimes painful, it feels painful. I, to affirm that single truth and that feeling is a tremendous accomplishment. And then simultaneously to say, wow, it looks so clear to me that um, this person or this thing is the source of my pain. But um, I, I know it can't be that they actually are the source of the pain. Now, does that mean I'm not going to do anything? It means I'm going to be passive? No. That's the difference between reacting and responding. The more we see clearly, the more we align with this simple truth that our feelings are a flow that's coming from beyond us. They're not shaping, being shaped by the circumstances that we must react to. The more we see that, the more we have the freedom to respond as opposed to react. Okay, so that's a little bit of an overview. Now, I mentioned that today we're looking at the topic of fear, a case study. So I had a conversation with someone recently who is living in a difficult, he has a difficult living situation. The people that he's living with are, are not capable of, of managing certain boundaries. And uh, he'd like to figure out how to manage those boundaries better, despite the fact that he's not the real one who's breaking the boundaries, he'd like to know is there a way that uh, he could get help to assist these people in being better at boundaries or at least improving the situation somehow. So I could tell that that um, based on the circumstances, these, these were people who were, it wasn't, it wasn't new that they had difficulties with certain boundaries. Uh, and it wasn't clear to me how he was going to be able to kind of pull it off that they would be better at boundaries. So I, I asked him, well, what about the possibility of you leaving that living arrangement? Like, is that an option? And he said, well, uh, it's a little unsettling. You know, I've tried it and it didn't go very well and I'm, I'm kind of comfortable where I am. Even though I realize that there's problems, I, I have a certain amount of fear about being on my own. So, um, so I'd like to look at that. That's, That's a beautiful example, I think, of a very common phenomenon that we encounter and I'd like to look and see how 
this conversation about understanding the, the spiritual nature of our feelings uh, can go a long way in being able to 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 go approach our challenges in in, in a new light. So when, when what I'm hearing from this person when he speaks of the idea of like you know why can't you leave? Well, I can't. The fear is so strong. You know that's really what he's saying is that the 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 fearful feelings, the displeasure that is associated with living with leaving, is really so great that for all intents and purposes, I can't handle it. Right. So so in a sense, he's basically saying my fearful feelings are telling me that this is a no go. That's the truth, you know, like why else would I, in a sense, that's, that's kind of like, that's what my fear is telling me. It's just, it's, a, it's like a barrier, you know, do not go there because you won't be able to, to handle it. So in a sense, my, here's what I would say to this person, I would say, well, in a sense, you're right, meaning you're, you don't know how to dissolve the fear. You don't know how to banish the fear. The fears, the fearful feelings are very strong. The good news is, is that you are right that you don't know how to banish those feelings. And the even better news is, well, what makes the good news good news is that you don't need to banish those feelings. You aren't capable of banishing those feelings and you don't need to banish those feelings. What do I mean? What I mean is, is that you know, there's a beautiful understanding that um, that our Talmud teaches that that a person's inclination toward insecure thought, in Jewish wisdom, we call it the Yitzhahara. The, the the inclination toward insecure, destructive thinking is something that you don't directly control. It's alive in the inside you in the same way that your heart beats. Your heart beats both with this warm, trusting wisdom and your heart beats with this kind of insecure, mistrusting wisdom, uh, mistrusting uh, consciousness. They're not in your hands. In the same way that your heart's flow is not in your hands. You don't manage that. I don't manage that. I feel the effect of it, but I don't manage it. Your, your spiritual heart, including the flow that presents with this mistrusting, insecure information, that's not in your control. You can't stop the flow of those feelings. But the good news is, is that you don't need to stop the flow of those feelings. On the contrary, the Talmud says explicitly that there is no way, and in a sense, let's just be real. Let's be real. When a person is gripped by fear, there are points where a person can be gripped by fearful feelings or other strong feelings where, in a sense, he's kind of incapacitated. You know, there's a way in which it's, 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 I think it's very important for us to understand that in a sense, in the face of overwhelming feeling, we are, we are incapacitated. Like that's what we, that's what happens to people. We, we, we kind of shut down. We, um, we vacate our, our capacity to see the world productively. We really do because the fearful feelings are just like overwhelming. But the good news is, is that that's kind of the script. The script is that you don't have the power to overcome or to just to to, re, to to kind of stop those feelings like at like a like a switch. And the truth is, is that you are only. It's only in partnership. It's only in partnership that we really have the ability to overcome 
the uh, the extraordinarily debilitating feelings that flow. Right? The Talmud says Yitra Shalom is Gabrielam Liso. Person's negative inclination um, uh, overpowers and seeks to destroy a person. That's literally the language. It overpowers and seeks to destroy a person. And if it weren't that the creator of the universe helped him, he couldn't overcome the Yetzer. Right? So this is a beautiful illustration of where, in fact, our, our, our power lies. Our power lies in a partnership. We are partners with the creator of the universe. We have a role that's distinctly ours. And then we have a, a, a degree to which there's a part, a role that we can't do. Right? Both parts are essential. If, if I play my part, but I don't get divine assistance, I, I'm not going to accomplish. If uh, I don't play my part, even if God is helping, I'm not going to accomplish. That's at least how the Talmud lays it out. If a person, a person's, uh, the, the spirit of insecurity that overwhelms a person seeks to destroy him, every day it says. And if it weren't for divine assistance, he couldn't overcome it. Now this is so valuable because it's, it's a reminder that fearful feelings or other feelings, they are not in our hands. The, the, the source of those feelings is the same divine source that we pray to, that we acknowledge as our creator. That creator is also the source of those tremendously insecure and painful feelings. Um, there is no way to single-handedly kind of flip a switch and turn off those feelings. However, we can know that we're not the cause of those feelings that the circumstances around us are not the cause of those feelings, and that it's by design that we can't overcome them. Our job is to kind of acknowledge the truth about them while knowing the real, the real source of our, of our salvation, the real source of our help. And it's reliable. You know, it's absolutely reliable that we will be, we will be helped. So this person who's, who's kind of paralyzed by fear and unable to take himself out of a, of a, of a very difficult living arrangement, as far as he understands, the fear is, yeah, he's tried it. He tried it, but fear is just overwhelming, and then he kind of conks out. And so he's learned, I can't handle that. But what he doesn't understand is, is that he, he doesn't understand the, the, that the fear itself is not coming from him or a deficiency in him. It's not an indication, oh, I'm not capable of this. Right? It looks like that. It looks like, well, I just, I'm not cut out for that kind of independence, or I'm not cut out for that kind of move. Like, that's just not, I don't have it. I just don't have it. It's not an indication of his strength or his level. It's an, it's an, it's an indication of his um, misunderstanding about the partner-like work that he's meant to do. He's not fully appreciative of the way in which this divine, this, this negative energy, this fearful energy is, is already coming from the divine source to the degree that it's coming from a divine source and no other place, not from his past, not from his, uh, you know, the pressure of friends or family. It's, it's coming from that divine source. To the degree that he understands that, then it's also logical that that divine, that energy could dissipate. It does. I mean, the, the, the same source that allows for that energy to flow can also um, redirect it. Because obviously it's the master of that of that flow of negative energy, so his role is nothing to do 
with banishing that or dissolving that fear. He, he really, that's just not his job. You know, no, it's no more his job to dissolve that fear with his own intelligence or his own exertion in, a, in an absolute sense then it's his job to rid the sky of a sky of a cloudy day or of a rainy, you know, clouds. That's just not his job. His job is to recognize the truth that, um, you know. And there's, by the way, there's something so liberating in that. Like if he really realizes, like I'm not on the hook for this. Like I have nothing to do with this fear being present in my life. I'm not, it's not owing in any way to some failure or deficiency on my part. This is the divine design that every human being is going to encounter moment to moment to moment. Then I have room to coexist with this fearful feeling, knowing I'm just like, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not threatening to me that I can't rid myself of the fear, but I can be in the fear. I can live and coexist with the fear because. I know that it comes and goes. I mean, if I look at my life, I will see that. I will see that there is so much um, kind of flow and volatility, or maybe not volatility if it's not extreme, but at least there's variance. There's variance to my feelings. We can be in fearful feelings because there's nothing accusatory about it. There's nothing really, there's no real accusation about the presence of those fearful feelings. It's not in any way a referendum that you're blowing it. You don't have what it takes. No, it's an affirmation that you are human and that you flow in the same way that your heart flows both with oxygenated blood as well as toxin-filled blood. Your consciousness flows with warm, trusting feelings and with insecure, fearful feelings. You don't manage those things. You're not the, you're not the, it's, it has nothing to do with you, the presence of those things, except that it's a challenge. It's an opportunity to stand in a simple truth and to recognize that... Um, that yeah, you're absolutely dependent on on divine help, on a divine source, and it's to draw our attention to that divine source, that that the presence of that um, uh, discontent is is, is 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 part of our lives. That discontent is is to reorient ourselves. It's to remind ourselves, oh right, I'm a partner. I can't navigate my life on my own, and I don't want to navigate my life on my own, and I do very well when I recognize my lane, so to speak, you know, I stay in my lane. My lane is to recognize the truth about feelings and then go from there. My lane is not to get rid of feelings. And there'll be plenty of times where my lane includes being with fearful feelings, unpleasant feelings. And lo and behold, we will see that those feelings will move. They might not move in a moment. This is not a technique. But to the degree that we orient our lives toward the simple truth, it is impossible that we will not see a greater and, and deeper simplification of our lives.